everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is a very special guest, uh, Deddy Gilad, the co-founder and CEO at TitoCare. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Jared. I'm excited to have you here. I was telling you uh, just a second ago, I love seeing your logo when I'm at the airport. It's become part of my, my travel now. Um, <laughs> Very happy. Uh, let's, let's dive right in. We usually keep these short and sweet so and go through a, a variety of questions, but let's start out with, give us a little bit about your background and then we'll talk about uh, TitoCare. Sure. So I'm an uh, engineering background studied in Israel and did all of my life in the tech industry, various companies starting with Microsoft, but moving to different companies. And in the last, I would say, 15 years, I'm on the healthcare side, which is kind of a bug. Once you start doing healthcare, it's very hard to go to other industries. Uh, two kids, wife living in Israel right now, but was living in New York for three and a half years just before COVID. And if I jump to Taito, uh, if we take a step back for a second, Taito started uh, roughly 10 years ago uh, out of a really personal need. Uh, I had my daughter back then was uh, four years old. She was going to a kindergarten in Israel, which is uh, the first year you go from seven kids in a, in a, in a class to about 30. And she suffered from a lot of uh, repeated, uh, repeating ear infections, throat infections. Eventually, she had a small surgery to fix that. But during that time, I'm responsible for the kids in the morning. My wife manages uh, schools. And, and, and I was finding myself almost every three weeks going to the pediatrician with the same ritual. Uh, and it was really annoying. I don't like, you know, waiting in line. Everybody's sneezing on you. And eventually, you get a very basic diagnosis. And this is how Taito actually started speaking with my pediatrician, with my daughter's pediatrician and learning what he's doing and trying to really replicate that to the home. So the concept of Taito is really to take the physical interaction and shift it or replicate it to the home. Uh, we obviously grew that meaningfully in the last uh, years, and I'll be happy to speak more about that. And so, so give us, give us the, you know, where, where the company is at today, the, the core overview, the, the different, uh, I guess, pillars of the company, um, and what's really exciting you about, you know, where, where things are at today. Sure. So Taito Care is in the space of, uh, of home, primary care, virtual care. Uh, this industry exists for like 20 years but uh, suffers from some very basic limitations. Uh, you can only do so much when you are dealing with video and audio. This is what the industry is doing for a while. And uh, there wasn't very nice uptick and, and, and improvement, uh, I would say, during COVID, just because population couldn't go out. But post-COVID, you see a back to reality uh, going down in terms of utilization. The, the actual fact is that utilization-wise, uh, people don't use it enough. You know, 5 to 10% uh, of the population are using that after a lot of investment into that space. And Taito really uh, changes that metaphor by bringing what we call today the home smart clinic, a way for you, for a family, not to a specific patient. We are the basis uh, or the, uh, the, the core solution for every potential household. 
the common denominator, if you may, uh, that can allow you uh, to run full uh, remote visit exam, whether it's an urgent care visit at night or a primary care scheduled visit, uh, monitoring of chronic patients and all the way to hospital at home. So we can really treat most of the uh, medical uh, situations and care modalities from the comfort of home. Uh, we are supporting today about over a little bit over 900,000 patients, about 30,000 clinicians are using the system. We are active in 13 countries, but the majority is in the U.S. About 70% of what we do is in the U.S. And we are working not directly with uh, patients or consumers. We work with large health organization payers, uh, providers, pay providers, any organization who take a risk in terms of the insurance side and providing medical service is potentially a customer or a partner of Taito. And from there, what is unique about the solution is that we are getting in a B2B2C to the consumers. Uh, Taito, uh, if we look at our solution and what we bring to the market uh, uh, beyond the examination itself, the ability with one kit, one device to run the full capabilities of physical exam from home, meaning imaging of the throat, the skin, the ears, the eyes, auscultation, recording of the sounds of the heart, the lungs, the stomach, and some basic vital signs. All of that are done by a person, a mother, a father, a family member at home, either to themselves or to their family members. And clinician remotely can actually diagnose based on that data uh, and actually we are becoming the remote hands and ears and eyes of this clinician. What that brings to the market is a lot of trust, which is missing. Healthcare in general and primary care specifically is a lot about psychology and trust. And this is part of the limitation in general telehealth. The fact that you are talking to a physician that you probably don't know and you will probably never see again without any ability for them to diagnose you or to examine you reduces uh, the, the level of trust and unless it's really important for you or you don't have any other options you would not do it too much with title we are seeing five to eight times utilization uh, people are doing a behavioral change slowly it takes time it's complex we invest a lot into education into engagement uh, but the actual results is that we are shifting that behavior. Now, when it, when it comes to the future of remote care, you know, through your lens, talk us through, you know, some of the, I know you just, you really mentioned to how you're, you know, impacting the space, right? But let's, let's dig into also what issues still exist that, that you're working to solve in the future of remote care. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, a couple months, couple years, what does that future of remote care look like through your lens? Sure. Uh, you know, when we started, uh, uh, the core impact was around urgent care, a very small element of the continuum of care, you know, middle of the night, weekends, when you need somebody to take care of yourself or family member. Today, we are supporting more and more modalities of care. And uh, on top of this baseline of primary care that we did from the beginning, we are now providing verticals for asthma management, for hypertension, for pregnancy management, 
times in your life or your family life that you need more of a protocol, that the system can actually not wait for you to be sick, not wait for you to be, uh, for this visit to be episodic, but to uh, bring a protocol that can help you manage your care automatically. With that, uh, we recently got the first FDA for our uh, lung sounds analysis, uh, which gives us ability to diagnose automatically wheezes and crackle and so forth. So part of this protocol, let's say kids with asthma, we're now starting to introduce programs that the system automatically will alert clinician about degradation in your condition, about degradation in your child's condition of asthma. And this can help people manage their health without going to see the doctor or even worse, without going to see the ER. So these are areas that I see tied to focusing much more on the, you know, I, I don't really like the term AI. People are using it so much uh, without a real uh, a credential, but I think it is a, a huge, the, the machine learning capabilities of what we do are really unique. Uh, just because we're dealing with a very, very basic information type, you know, those images, videos, sound recording allows uh, when we have those in millions and we are harvesting, if you want, uh, from hundreds of thousands of patients, this data, all obviously secured under HIPAA, it's their data, but we have the ability anonymously to analyze the information in the background. We are starting to learn so much from that. So this is for me the future, not so far away. So not in the not in the long term, but in the near and mid term. I'm not saying that we will replace clinician. We're not even aiming for that. We're trying to be very realistic, but we will be able to give more and more insights and uh, alerts and decision support tool to those clinicians. Yeah, I think when people talk about the the fears of of AI, right, and saying, oh, we're trying to, no one's trying to get rid of uh, these, you know, these the clinicians. We're not getting, but if we can equip them with more information to make faster decisions that that takes away to some of the the worst parts of providing care right the documentation and uh, the additional research right and i would even say more uh, jared and this is a, a very good point that you're mentioning i think what is unique at least for me in what title machine learning or ai is, to is talking about is that typically ai in healthcare is uh, is is algorithm that are looking around a lot of data and trying to uh, uh, make very tedious and, and long work very quickly and, and find those areas that maybe clinician might miss. In our case, we're doing even beyond that. We are tagging the data with specialists. So for us to analyze lung wheezes, we are using best-in-class pulmonologists and cardiologists and EMT physicians, and we quit that knowledge to the plain PCPs. So if you talk to a pediatrician, they might have learned about, you know, fine crackles in med school, but in reality, they don't see that phenomenon too often. When we have a lot of data and we tag it with specialists, we're actually giving them the tools of the specialist to the front line of primary care. This is very exciting. And one of the other things that's really exciting is you know, this bring, continuing to bring care in the home, right? It's something that was talked about. Uh, it, it seems like it's talked about every day now, but for the longest time, we didn't talk so much about it as a healthcare community. Um, you were ahead of the curve in, you know, seeing this, this future of where care is heading. But 
talk us through in terms of like primary care, right? The importance of being able to provide primary care within the home and, and what that means for, for your patients. We took a big bet when the title started. Uh, we took a big bet of taking, you know, not the, the low hanging fruits usually in healthcare is that you take a very small niche of area, very small amount of patient, and you're trying to solve a very uh, a restricted problem. Title took on itself, uh, when you deal with primary care, it's again, the common denominator, every household. Title can technically meet, you know, and, and work in any household, whether you are a student, you know, learning or studying in some remote uh, state, whether you're going on a hiking or whether you have family with kids or whether you are a senior living. Uh, so this common denominator, uh, uh, on one side, it's hard to get because you're not really treating the most cost, the most expensive areas, and it's not very, it's very wide problem to solve. But once you manage to get to the engagement level and to the adoption level, you can start build the point solution on top of that. Companies that took the, the opposite approach and took point solution and started from Let's do only diabetic and only hypertension and only this and that. Health organizations are, are being hammered with tons, many, many solutions, many, many platforms. Very, very hard to integrate all of them. And it's chaotic. So bringing the bases to the home, I think it's a very tough. We are still in the works of making that uh, really the, you know, the, the real basic for everyone. But we are on our path to do that. That's why primary care is so important because it touches everyone and because it can help you in your day-to-day on many, many occasions. And on top of that, uh, a common denominator, we are building those additional layers or floors, if you may, on those uh, infrastructures. What's exciting you about you know, what's next with title care that you can share with us today? I know there's, there's some stuff you probably want to share and you can't, right? You have to keep it. Uh, close to the vest, but tell us what you're excited about uh, moving forward with the company that, uh, you know, get, get us excited as well. Two areas. One is really to start, uh, uh, which is obvious, to start uh, seeing more and more results and value to the insight model of Taito, those AI capabilities upon the data that we collected. We are very unique in that data. It's, it's data that you cannot go out to Mount Sinai or to Kaiser Permanente and just buy it. Nobody holds that kind of information, and this is very exciting what we can learn from that. Uh, but beyond that, in this continuum of care, we're looking how to be more prominent in the house. Meaning, again, we started with the episodic care. When you have to wake up and say, I don't feel well, I want to see a clinician. We continued to the uh, monitoring of chronic condition upon protocol. So there's a protocol managing your health. But we want to be much more always on, I would call it. Something that is helping you to monitor on a day-to-day. I cannot go too deep. We are now acquiring a company in that space that can help uh, you monitor specific population, whether these are toddlers or young babies or very specific chronic patient over a long period of time, passively, and giving us help with the insight, with the prediction of their condition. So... Instead of them waking up and say, I don't feel well, or the protocol tells them once every week or once every two weeks, do this and that, and we will let you know, we can see more sub- sub- subtle uh, changes, whether it's overnight or during the day, 
in a passive way without interfering to the to the lives and getting more information. So this is where we're trying to to this is what excites me. It will take some time. I'll be happy to notify you when we are closing that deal and we can share. Would love to have you come back on and when uh, when the deal is ready to be announced, we can dive more into it. But really appreciate you coming on the podcast here today, sharing your thoughts on a couple of topics with us. And hopefully we can have you come on, talk about that. And then would also love to have you on a panel at some point where we could talk more about, you know, care in the home and where things are heading. I think that'd be a ton of fun. Um, you know, wish you and the team the best of luck. 